This is NRL Boom Rookies. Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of NRL Boom Rookies. Alongside me, as always, he's not Mitch, it's Matt Bungard. Hello. We're back where it all began, in the friendly confines of the Bungard Dome. And hanging out with us for the first time in about 18 months, it's Mary from Ladies Who League. Mary, thank you for joining us. Is it convenient that the night that I show up to record this podcast, we don't have the correct chords to make it sound good and proper? I, I personally blame Mitch, and more to the point, the fact that I couldn't find the chord that we need. So we're, we're, we're back to the old school. We're recording this on a, a separate device, for want of a word. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, here, here to here to wrap up the season as best we can. Um, yeah, fun times. Yeah, look, uh, great great day of grand final footy. I don't know where you guys want to start. Um, should probably start at the start. Yeah, yeah, uh, that's so a pretty good place to start. That would be where I would also start. Um, do we want to start with? Oh, also, shout out to whoever brought us these beverages that are getting me through this without a massive anxiety attack. Uh, that would be me. Um, yeah, so do we want to start at the start? Ladies' grand final. Yep. First one, women's premiership. Happy days. Um, Brisbane, far and away the best team in the comp, um, unlike their men's team. Mary, you were there. What's it like having your own grand final day? It was absolutely amazing. So, look, it was well-deserved for the Broncos. In the end, they ran out, I think it was 32 points to 16 over the Sydney Roosters. They were absolutely the best team throughout the competition and the only team to remain undefeated. Ali Brigginshaw has just been a cut above the rest, and she's been supported by Brittany Braley, who won the NRL Female Dallium Player of the Year the week before. The Roosters just didn't have any answers for the Broncos' attack. Yeah, sorry to correct you, Mary. It was 34 to 12. I just uh, looked it up there while I was like, hey, Numbers it's important to get thing. these things correct. Um, but yeah, you are completely right. Brisbane were far and away the best team for the entirety of the competition. You could see that. Their backline movements were better. Their sweeps were better. Their structure was better. And as you said, Ali Brigginshaw was head and shoulders to me, the best player in this competition this year. And I'm excited to see what happens for the women's comp next year. I was actually surprised that the scoreline blew out to the extent that it did. Because even... Yeah, look, the Broncos dominated the entire competition. But the last time these two two teams met, which was only two weeks before the grand final, Mm. the Broncos only won by 10 points. And there were two disallowed tries on that day to Vanessa Foliarchi and Karina Brown. So I thought it might have been closer, but... No, it wasn't. Uh, this was the first time that we'd ever seen a Falcon assist in a grand final. Uh, big shout out to Talina Simon's face. Uh, you know, I, dare I say better than any other assist on the grand final day. Yeah, tough to argue with that. That, that was great. This, this, was, this, was a, this was a fun game. Had a few... Just when you think you've seen it all in rugby league, you know, you get something like that. An assist with the head in a grand final. Pretty crazy. And... um. We had Isabel Kelly playing through an MCL injury for the second half of that game, so Cooper Crunk wasn't the only one that was a tough bugger. Meg Ward was also injured throughout that game as well. There were plenty of injured players. Uh, yeah, so you were there with the creme, creme de la femme, for, for want of a word. Um, who did you go to the game with? So I hung out with the NRL for the day, and Sally Pearson was around, and she was getting very excited for the Brisbane Broncos women. It was her first NRL game, so it was really good to see her out there supporting the women's club. It was her first NRL game? Yes, that's what she Ever. said. That's what she said. Where's she from? Queensland. What? But look, that's what she said. Are you calling Sally a liar? I'm merely disputing her version of events. That's what she told I'm me. I'm not saying that she's lying. I'm asking for further clarification. That's that's No, but you know, if you're going to pick one game to go to, you may, I mean, you, got, you may as well go hard or go home if you're going to go to... Go to any game, but yeah, that that, that I, 
can't believe I can't, I can't, speak. Well, I can't, I can't believe. Speak. Just move past it. Look, uh, I know people whose first game in like who claimed to be South fans whose first game was the 2014 Grand Final. So you know it is what it is. But yeah, as I said, really excited to see what happens with this competition next year. I think the standard was high enough to justify having a few more teams. I think apart from the Broncos being way better than everybody else, the other three teams were pretty even. So for the most part. So. The NRL will go steady, steady. They've already indicated that next year it won't change at all. Oh. If they were going to make any changes, the thing that I would like to see would be each team being given the opportunity to play each other twice. Yes, but agreed. We talk about the talent that's come out of this competition. The Australian Gillaroo squad was announced earlier this week and they'll be playing the Kiwi Ferns in a test in October. A couple of players that we're very familiar with seeing in Jewelry's jerseys have missed out. So the likes of Ruan Sims and Karina Brown. And there are six debutantes, which I think just demonstrates, you know, what's happening in women's rugby league right now. Yeah, and I mean, you're not, you're not in a fortunate enough position where uh, you can pull players from other sports, not wanting to take shots at the AFL, but there were only like four or five players who in this whole comp who had played top-level uh to play to the top level on another code. And admittedly, one of those was a goalkeeper in the W League. And that's, you know, that's a fairly similar kind of hand-eye coordination skill. But obviously, you've got to learn how to tackle and you've got to learn how to how to read the game. But, like, they, they don't really have the same luxury of... Aside from pulling from, like, the women's super rugby, to pull from a larger talent pool of just generally talented athletes. Which like, I like. like. Yeah, which I like as well. And, I mean, maybe, as you say, the, a six-round... Six round competition next year, like going into the end of uh, in the end of the men's season and then into the finals would would make sense. I mean, I can't see it being that difficult. You just have to fit it in with your Queensland and your New South Wales or your Brisbane and Sydney competitions. But like, surely it's it's doable. Yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. But yeah, look, I thoroughly enjoyed it. I hope other people. I hope a lot of people gave it a chance. That's all I'll say because it thoroughly entertained me this year. Yeah, and I I think that if you if you want to learn about rugby league. Women's the women's comp is a good place to start purely because it's a little bit slower, it's a little bit easier to read, and then if you're kind of getting into the men's comp and you want to learn more and more about the game, the, the women's place, the women's comp is a great place to start. That's that's how I started learning tactically about the A League, and it's the same easy exact same principle. It's just, it's a little yep. bit slower, it's a little bit easier to read, and if you if you want to get into kind of seeing behind the curtain for one of a word, it's a, it's a great place to start. On to the next game, the reserve grade Super Bowl. I actually called it the Reserve Grade Super Bowl in my blog on Sunday, so I was pretty pleased to get that one out. But yeah, did that not get deleted? Uh, no. Who has I, editorial only approval? Only me. At your... That's the best part. I oh, say whatever well, I want. I do whatever I want. It doesn't I'm matter. Di- I'm more disappointed. I'm not getting more shout outs. <laughs> That's fair. I apologize. Um, but yeah, Bulldogs forty-eight, Redcliffe eighteen. Um, my main takeaway from this game is Queensland inferior state. Well, yeah. Well, sorry, sorry. My two main takeaways are that's now three batterings in a row by the might of New South Wales. I mean, why do Queensland even turn up? Those little slugs from the Q Cup. And um, <laughs> where even it? What even is Redcliffe? I don't know. It's not a real place. It's, it's must not. Must be near the water. It's like yeah. PNG. It's it also the dolphins, right? That is um, correct. But on a serious note, my other my my main takeaway is how on earth did Josh Clare not get a chance for the Bulldogs' first grade team this year? For, for a team that was crying out for some creativity in the halves all year, basically, and I know Lachlan also had some nice touches, but you can't tell me that at some point a halves combination of Lewis and Cleland wouldn't have given that team a bit of spark. I mean, if only we could have seen a combination of Lewis <laughs> and Cleland in another competition, that would have led to silverware. Oh, uh, yeah, I know. Look, 
Bulldogs are cut above. Um, Redcliffe did some nice things, but you know, at the end of the day, as as you guys touched on last week, the Bulldogs team was just packed with first grade talent, and, and, and not just that. Like that, like Redcliffe had first graders as well, like Tony Stags, Stags and, and Tom Opechek. And Tom Opechek, but, but like Queen, for Queens, as Mitch mentioned last week, for Queensland Cup teams, winning the Q Cup is like. It's the be all and end all. Yeah, like correct. this is they're playing with house money at this it's point. It's very hard to get up well, for this game. I, like these, I these think are, New South Wales or Queensland. I like these are teams who have yeah. you know a hundred years of their own history, and if they win the Queensland competition, that's like well, that's their that's their premiership. I, I can't remember whether I read this or you guys said it last week. I think I read it that Garth Brennan was so pissed off in 2014 when the Panthers lost the reserve grade Super Bowl or 15, whenever the Panthers lost, that he was like. Made it their top priority last year. I mean, and, he, and, and we he, saw that he was when they, so angry that he quit and went to a Queensland. Correct, game. but we saw that last year when the Panthers absolutely belted the the PNG boys in that in that corresponding game. But yeah, there's not a whole lot to analyze from this. Redcliffe were never really in this, but we did get one of my favorite moments of the season and would have been a drop it like a ton contender if it was a first grade game. Good old Jamil Hopawadi offloading literally on his own try line to New Brown, which would be fine, except New Brown plays for the other team. But you know, it was like the 79th minute. I when mean, he did surpri- it. honestly, surprised New Brown did not put that ball in a microwave. That's also true. Yeah. There's Brown a player in the Bulldogs team that looks like Jamal Idris. Thanks for that, Mary. Uh, yeah, there is. I know who you mean. Like, exactly. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Ockenbore, I think yeah, is his surname. Yeah, he's outside back on the left-hand yeah, side. I can't he, remember his name. Out left, left winger. He yeah. is a an enormous unit. And, you know, big shout-out to uh, to your boy, uh, Greg Eastwood. Yes. Mate, the, most high, the highest paid reserve grader of Mate, all time. Just to, getting it done. To be fair. And kicking a sideline conversion. I'm so around conversion. that when they do that. Look, it's like... For all your criticisms of this game not hitting the heights, we got a Greg Eastwood sideline conversion. Yeah, so. I mean, that is worth the $800,000 the Bulldogs paid for. I, my humble you know what? I agree. That one moment brought more enjoyment than anything the Bulls have done in the last few years. W- would so. you say that we should be paying more fringe first graders $800,000 a year if for we, one conversion? Yeah, yes. we, I think we should pay forwards per front, per sideline conversion. How is Takiyaho <laughs> going to fit into this equation? Yeah, or, like well, he, I mean, Reese Martin is a... Takiyaho and Martin would be rolling in cash. Can we teach Tyson Frizzell to kick? If only, he can do can, everything Imagine else. if Tim Manor learned to kick. Uh, look, who would be the well, most... I'm trying to think of who the most comical player if we found that he was a goal kicker would be. It is probably Tim Manor. Actually, Matt, no. One of the Burgess twins being a goal kicker would George be George Rose would be Matt, funny as a Matt goal Lodge. kicker. Matt Lodge kicking goals. That's not funny. That's not... Come on, Dale. No, I'm being very serious. Yeah. Like, right. the, the, the Moving on. Sydney Roosters 21, Melbourne Storm 6. They did it. And they didn't just do it. They did it in style. Um, it's oh, co- I, I kind of like. I watched this game at the at uh, Ryan's Hotel in Thoreau, home of home pub home of the, the mighty, mighty Butchers. Thoreau yep. Butchers. Yep. Uh, they played uh, in the grand final a few weeks ago, did they not? Uh, I'm not the- sure, but they did have the 2001 and 2003 premiership jerseys signed and up on the wall with the Butchers block, which is the <laughs> best and fairest award, Butchers which block. is fantastic. That's great. Um, thanks for that. Thanks. Uh, yeah, the point that I was coming to, my apologies. <laughs> I kind of watched the first 10, 15 minutes of this and I was just like, yeah, yeah, there's no way in, on God's green earth that Melbourne are winning this game. I'll tell you what, which might surprise some listeners and even surprise myself to an extent on Sunday. By the time the game kicked off, I wanted the Roosters to win, which Excuse doesn't make me? sense as a South fan, I know, but it was just the whole Billy Slater thing left a bad taste in my mouth and then from minute one, the storm were up to their old tricks and honestly... As the game progressed, they just got grubbier and grubbier, and I was honestly happy to see someone stick it to them. You know what? I don't think that's too controversial a take, to be honest. No, I now think that you most mention it, people were cheering for the Roosters. To be uh, honest, I don't know about I don't know about people because yeah, I don't know I don't know if it's a Sydney thing. It's not but a, it was, that's it's, not a, it's yeah. a very much anti-Melbourne thing. It's an anti-Melbourne thing. Yeah. rugby league thing, right? Like uh, 
Melbourne just they just sucked. They like I know that's hard hard to say, mm-hmm. but like they were completely outplayed and completely outcoached. I've never seen Melbourne play so badly, and I wonder if it is karma for Billy Slater being able to play. But I think a big part of it actually was that they were too focused on Cooper Cronk. Is he playing? Is he not yeah, I playing? Agree. I agree with Where that. is he on the field? Like, there are a couple of situations during the game. I remember one vividly. Nelson Asofa Solomona was going to get the ball, and you could see him look up before he received the ball yeah. to see where Cooper Cronk was so that he could target him. And then he proceeded to drop the ball. And there were other situations where Nelson Asofa Solomona ran into Cooper Cronk without the ball. I mean, that is problematic as a ball running forward. Yes, it is. You need the ball. And I mean, that's something that. We have criticised other players for, specifically Andrew Fafita, a man who loves running at edge players, um, and have mentioned as a significant weakness in his game. And for players, for Melbourne players to specifically look for him, and I mean, he was defensively covered. Like, he he always had cover when he had to make a tackle, whether it was somebody like Warrior Hargreaves or or an an edge back rower that's coming in to help him with those tackles. Like, he was always covered. Like, there was no point running at him because... He had enough drugs and nerve blockers in him to make tackles. He made what? He like, made nine. He made nine. He made as many tackles as he made touches through the game. Interesting stat. Um, actually, working on a story for the weekend, but I think I'll have to go back and check the tape. I think apart from the game where the Eels played the Roosters a couple of weeks ago and basically didn't have the ball for the entire game, I think that was the only time this year Kronk hasn't made double figures in tackles. Um, that See, that is... It's bizarre. It, and impressive it, and bizarre. It gets more bizarre, Del Roots, because here's the... I ne- don't believe it can get more no, bizarre. No, no, it does, because I'll tell you what else happened. They ran at Luke Keery 21 times, and he missed five tackles, 16, 16 tackles, five missed. So they ran at Luke Keery twice as much as they ran at Cooper Cronk. Yeah, and I kind of thought of thought of that, not, not necessarily just from a Cronk is injured perspective, but also from a maybe you should tire out the players around Cronk, and then Cronk will have to yep. make more contribution but look, in, in tackles. It, it, and it's honestly... Again, I had to do the player ratings for the Roosters. It's so difficult to quantify what Kronk did for them on Sunday night, but just having his presence on the field, I think, was mm. so important to them. And, and Smith came out in the post game and said, it, it's hard... Well, I'm paraphrasing here, but Cooper Kronk didn't contribute that much. They basically played with 12. That's like, champ, so you got beaten by a team right. with 12 Well, then why players. would you even say that? But yeah. Like admitting you got beaten is, by 12 players. Like, people were saying that it was he was having a dig at Kronk. Look, but it was true. Yeah. That's all true. They were mm. playing with 12 men and one coach. And it was just brilliant tactics by Trent Robinson mm. and the Roosters. I particularly liked on the last play, you'd see Kiri and Kronk very, very close by to each other. So you wouldn't know who was actually going to be kicking the ball mm. on the last. It was just, it was genius, and really. I, and I mean, the, per- the perfect example of that was the try that Tupo scored in the left-hand corner. Vunavalu with one of the oh worst God. defensive reads. That was. I mean, he's man not. Alive. He is not good at much in defense. At, at least all. he wasn't and arguing with the touchy. That's a fair. Point. I mean, I was about to mention that. But, but, um, like, but yeah. the ball went to Kronk at first receiver. Everybody rushed up on him. Everybody knew the ball was going out wider, but still rushed up on him, and then he passes the ball to Kiri, and he goes three across the face to 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 Tupo on the left wing, and and as you say, it that. It's it's as simple as that. They play they run three players at Kronk or four players at Kronk to try and block his attack and then they leave Kiri and then Tupo further down the line open. And it just the mind boggles. Like uh, you can't necessarily blame Bellamy for that purely because he's not the one out there making the tackles. But he like surely he's pulling his hair out at this point. The storm were off and I've got mm. to be honest, I was terrified for them going into the sheds at halftime. Well, yeah, they were like, never the coming spray, back. The spray, honestly. I mean, I 
they made almost three times as many errors as the Roosters mm-hmm. do, which is insane. Like in a grand final, in any game, it's really difficult to win if you make three times the errors that the other team does. And you know what? Credit to the Roosters. They, the Roosters essentially shut out the highest scoring team in the comp in Souths, and then the next mm-hmm. week they shut out the what? The second or third high? Well, I'm just looking up now. So they we're, kept Souths to no tries, so, and then effectively yeah. kept the Storm to no tries as well. Yeah, we're one not counting that. That's, exactly. not, that's not a defensive collapse. No. That's Luke Curie throwing a bad pass, and that was really the only mistake Luke Curie I made. I mean, was that mistake worth him losing the Clive Churchill for? No, I say no. Only, be, and I'm also saying that because I think he was Don't actually. I think Billy deserved it. <laughs> I would like to throw Billy in. Oh, um. On Billy, we'll get there in a sec, but just on Kiri real quick, because he played brilliantly. I thought he was great for us in the grand final four years ago. He could have well won the Clive Churchill medal that night, if I'm being honest. Who won the Clive Churchill that, that night? Sam Burgess. Sammy. Which oh. was fine. Sam George and Luke Kiri for me, were South's three best players that night. But anyway, um, and I'm really happy to see him. Obviously, didn't like that he left South. I've said it on the podcast, but even though he's a rooster, I still really like Luke Kiri, and I was really happy for him. But Billy Slater, spare me the hand-wringing that's coming from all sides about the fact that the fans booed him. No shit, they booed him. Who cares? All right, can I just say this? This is my view. Okay. I'm happy. I think the booing is fine, right? Like, I can completely understand why. What I didn't like was that he was booed during the retiring players parade. I feel like there's sort of a time and a place. Mm, you know what? I, I can I sort of get like with you on it. that. Yeah, I can, yeah, yeah. I understand. But I don't like them booing it. his every touch in the game. Well, guess what? I, if I was a Roosman, I would have booed as well. Like you, and, and they then, have every right to be pissed mm, off. He mm. got he. He he got off a charge that any other player in the comp wouldn't have got off, and not just that, but like Souths fans booed literally everybody every time they touched the ball. That is true, but it was noticeable in this game that they were specifically booing louder when Billy Slater. Yeah. Here's my question, yeah. Matt: After Souths won the grand final, sure. were you interested in booing anyone? Because if no. Parramatta win, I'm not booing anyone. No, God, like no. I would just be skipping. Through I the think I told this drunk I think, online. No, God, no, 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 definitely not. Because after it's a the game, thing. it continued. Oh, I booed the shit out of Tony Abbott, but I mean. Of that, course I did. That's not a play. That's right. fine. Yeah. Thank that's you. Fine. Um, it remind. I think I've told this story on the podcast, podcast before. With <laughs> Bring it back. I think I've told this, but I might not have. I went to the 2010 grand final with um, our good friends Dean Robb and Aaron Wallace, who are Roosters fans, because South were in the Toyota Cup final. And so I sat with them for the game. And then with five minutes to go, when it was apparent the Dragons were going to win, like three Dragons fans ran into the Roosters fan area with like their massive flags, fucking giving it to all the fans. Stuff. I was like, how sad people? are you? This is supposed to be the best day of your life, basically. And you're wasting these precious moments by trying to wind up strangers it's rather a, than just enjoying very, it. It's, it's a very un-rugby league thing. It's just a very unhuman thing, Dale. Like I just, it's such a spiteful, vindictive way to live your life. And but look, and that I, is a look, little I bit love, more extreme. I love spite and vindictiveness. Sure, but but a, when we again, beat Melbourne Victory in a grand final, the last thing on your mind was running up to the other end of the Sydney Football Stadium to give them the finger. No, the the first thing on my mind was I want to get back to the pub so I can drink out the front and not get arrested. And and we did. And we did. Yep. How um, great is Sydney? <laughs> what a place! <laughs> what a One place. night a year. One night. Uh, a year. Let's get back to the game. Latrell Mitchell owns. Will Chambers. I soul. love that look, so much. Look, he, he has, I don't, don't want to destroyed him on four or five occasions this year. It's, I, I don't never... want to shit down, you know, you know, on uh, on Will Chambers. <laughs> I do. I mean, I would physically, but you know, not today. Gosh. Uh, my apologies, but it's a lady here. Uh, mm, um, my my my. I thought you were coughing at the this. There's a lady here. Nice. Mm. I can't. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you throw a football in somebody's face and then expect not to get yeah. a jumper punch in, in the jaw, like, <laughs> yeah. what, what, like, what are agree. we all doing here? I agree with all of that. That, that whole exchange was great. And like, how, um, how weak? I know that we've outlawed punching and it's the, you know, just it's sacrosanct. Just, 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 it, like, it's sacrosanct. But, like, what are you doing? 
just stop it. You're both adults. Yeah. Well, one of you is barely and, an adult. And, and just stop it. And not just Mitchell. That whole back line was fantastic. Manu could have got... If Manu had got the Clive Churchill medal, I wouldn't have objected to it, to be quite honest with you. If um, if Tedesco got it, I wouldn't have objected. I thought Ferguson yeah. played quite well as well. thought their, their whole... This is the thing. I Like, the reason people were so critical of getting this grand final matchup was because we were worried we were going to get this boring, grind-out, wrestle-a-thon. But the Roosters didn't play like that. I enjoyed watching the Roosters in this and game, I mean, but, but that, which is not fairness, a sentence I think I would have said last week. I love their defense as well. How yeah. aggressive was it the entire game? Oh, and, and not just how aggressive it was, but like Kronk running out of the line, probably four out of six tackles and like trying to shop a, like trying to stop a shift. It's like he can't, like he can't make tackles in every set. As you said, he made nine tackles. Just run the ball past him. Like they it felt to me, as you said before, it felt to me like Melbourne just went, holy shit, we've got to run at Cooper Cronk. Now we've got the opportunity to run at Cooper Cronk. We're not running at him. What's happening? We don't know what's going on. Or we've, we've kicked the ball away. Yep. Good Pretty summary. Much. So um, the, the Storm were off and the Roosters were on. But they, like, everybody played well, though. That's mm-hmm. the thing. Yeah. You can't look at a single player in this team and not and be like, that guy didn't pull his weight. Ryan Madison was brilliant. Off well, the I mean, what, he's going to be an all-time an outstanding. I was sitting with a Tigers fan. Very, he's very excited, very excited for next year, year I'm sure. Um, you know. Oh, okay. Sorry. She must be very excited for next year. Like, Is that Sally Pearson? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> like, Someone Isaac else. Liu gets pushed from the starting team to the bench. Doesn't let it get to him. He comes on and plays well. Dylan Napa hits some people. Ted Ivano played well. No one in this team I mean, they their forced way. their starting halfback to play in the, in the second row. Yep. And again, Orbison did a great job shielding him. And look, I know people are expecting me to be upset about this, but I'm really not. Like, I just don't... I think that, as I said before, I think the anti-Storm, and not necessarily anti-Melbourne, like, you know, Melbourne's a nice place, but... Sure. Anti-Storm rhetoric. Yeah. It far outweighs, like, the the fact that, like, as you say, like, you guys were well beaten last week. Yeah. By a superior team. They and played you, really you, well. You know, for you two were shitty about row, it last week. Like, they were the best team in the finals. Yeah, I agree with that. The, for two weeks in a row, that defense was unbelievably good. And, you know, shout out to Jake Friend, who was excellent in this game as well. Another guy who could have won the Clive Churchill medal. And this is a guy that a lot of Roosters fans wanted sacked for Kurt Baptiste in the first half of this year. Doesn't that look a bit silly now? Well, I mean, this is the problem when, when you have, uh, you know, allegedly fair-weather fans who, who don't watch. But, I mean, to be fair, Kurt Baptiste... Great fringe first grader. Hey, he'll be on a premiership t-shirt. What yeah, can you say that? that is a bizarre sentence to say. And it's, you know, it would have been better if it was at the Raiders, but we move on. So who can do we... Sorry, go Mary. I want to talk about Cameron Monster. Yep. Well, we were we were about to get there. Were we? Oh, Ben Hunter sunken with disappointment. Pimps in the crib, ma. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Yes, we were. Cameron Munster. Uh, are you the dumbest human in existence? Yeah, look, easiest drop it like it's not easiest, but co-easiest. Is it the... still drop it like it's hot? Or yeah, just run it like sure. it's hot. Run we it could like just call hunt. it kick it. It's, it's kick it in the back kick, of the head like it's Cameron like Munster. It's Kim, okay. because oh, that's my... good. We're gonna have to figure that out. Okay, here's my here's my here's my object. All right, first Simbin, I cannot believe. Uh, I cannot believe there was anyone that thought that wasn't a sin bin. I cannot believe I read one take of someone saying, yeah, it's definitely a penalty, but I think a sin bin is harsh, which is the most insane take you can have in that situation. Um, the second one... Uh, I mean, like, if like going back to the first one... Yeah. If it's a penalty, it has he, to be a He comes sin bin. in like, and just lies on the guy and, and then looks at the bin. ref. 
Yeah, like we've criticised players specifically Aaron Woods, Aaron Woods for, for, looking, at for looking at the ref and wanting a penalty. Like he looks at the ref and then he gets penalised and then he's like, but, oh, but, but, but your honour. Yeah. But it's not, but just get off the pitch. But the second one is just embarrassing. Come on, and mate. Explain that part of my game. All right, here's my, here's my only problem with how that went down, right? Well, there was what, three minutes to go in that game? Barely. The game was over. Yeah. The game was 100% done. Just send him off. Yeah. Make yeah, a definitely. statement. Just send him off. Do you think a single person would be like, oh, that's harsh? No. Just send him off if you're going to simbin him. Send a message that you can't kick people send in the him. head. Because if that happens in the first half, well, let's say that happens in the first half and they simbin him mm. instead of sending him off. And then let's, in an alternate universe, Cam Munster comes back on in the second half, gets man of the match, storm win the game. That's a talking point of all time. That's a talking point for the whole offseason and then, then, and then some. Yeah. It's absurd. Just send him off. You can't kick people in the head. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't. An argument. I don't really understand why he wasn't sent off. I mean, it doesn't make it doesn't make sense. But I mean, if I remember correctly, if he was sent off there, then there's a different loading on points. Not what? that it ends up mattering. I know, but like, uh, I think I missed this, but I don't think he's even going to miss a game for this. No, he's been fined. What an absolute joke! Yeah. George Burgess got two weeks for throwing a water bottle. And and because uh, I, I was Adam uh, Elliott got more for stripping. Nerd. Yeah, exactly. And I mean, that's behaviour we should endorse. Yeah. If there's one thing that we Nudity? endorse, it's it's blokes with good rigs getting that. Yeah, get him out. Let's be honest. Why not? You know? uh, but yeah, as you say, I mean, like the guy got he got what a fifteen hundred dollar fine. He's on what three hundred thousand dollars a year. That's Silly. kind of like me paying for an extra jug of milk. Yep, basically. Um, on the Storm side, I thought Delphinukin and Nelson Asafa Solomona played pretty well. I think they were probably their two best players. I think Curtis Scott's dug in there as well. Everybody else was a bit shit. Um, yeah, I don't think there's really much. Like, they just... It, it seemed to me that a team... It, the team just, like, couldn't get going. I've never seen them that flat. It was karma. Oh, it's absolutely you know, karma. I'm not a huge As karma say, guy. I'm not a big karma guy. Yeah. I'm a join the dots karma guy. Girl. <laughs> I am a join the dots guy. But, my, as you say, like, they just... They couldn't... Like, nothing worked. Nothing worked. No, and it Spread the ball quickly. They they work. were getting... they. I think they got too desperate too early. They were forcing a lot of balls that they didn't need to, which was an obvious reason why the error count was so high for them. Um... But yeah, I don't know what else you can say. Congratulations to the Roosters. They definitely deserved it. And they were by far the best team in the finals. Can I just talk about the Roosters post-game and which moment I enjoyed the most? Yes. yes. Was it Victor Radley screaming beers, beers and more beers into yep. the microphone? Was it Was it Dylan Napper being yes. a veritable oh stroke victim? Jesus. Like the guy dead Not the most articulate man. I'm just annoyed we didn't get a Chris Hyington moment. Or was yeah, it true. Cooper Cronk getting off the bus and a fan touching his shoulder and him wincing in pain yet again? Didn't people learn anything from Rocky Rooster last week? <laughs> I mean, we should all be learning from Rocky Rooster on a week-to-week basis, I say. Uh, also, Cooper Cronk saying that he carried Luke Keery through the whole season. Did mm, enjoy I that? I loved that. That was I great. Did. I, I did, did enjoy that yeah. a lot. Uh, yeah, it was a, it was yeah. a good post-game. Um, yeah, you know, another grand final in the books. Cam Smith deciding not to mention Cooper Cronk in his post-game congratulatory oh, I think, speech. I don't think we can read too much. I know. I think we can. I think we will. I think we can. We're sure. going to dedicate the next 15 minutes to Cam Smith being a Cooper Cronk hater, um, starting now. Uh, no, I digress. Uh, but yeah, it was was a big talking point, as was uh, as we saw during the game, Cronk just getting a little uh, throat grab in there. You know, a bit of, yeah. bit of action on the pitch. I enjoyed that. Yeah. I'm okay with it. As, as people honest. said, like, uh, we, we'll come on to it later, but uh, Smith and Slater are going to be honoured at, at Edwin Flackfield at Amy Park with, with statues. I mean, to be fair, they played like statues in most of this game, so <laughs> it, it is only appropriate. 
Uh, but yeah, if there's one statue that we do want to see in in the eastern suburbs, probably you know around Waverley, Bondi, perhaps Victor Radley, Victor Radley, I would with, love that with just beer, cases of beers. beers. I mean, could could Bondi? I think it's Waverley Council out there. Can they organise some kind of like beer fountain with with Boo Radley in the middle of the uh, in the middle? I of would it? honestly, I would go and pay homage to that statue. I, I mean, like, there's so many there's so many merchandise opportunities here. Surely there's some kind of fried chicken joint out there that is going to introduce the Napa Burger. Surely, and uh, and Cooper Cronk going to be, you know, there'll, yeah, there'll be there'll be a statue of him out there as well. Hopefully soon. There was some famous person today that tweeted a picture of his three new roosters that needed names. I suggested Latrell Cooper. Oh, there's going to be there's going to be a lot of those in the next few weeks. Yes, uh, and the good thing about being a rooster is generally you uh, you don't get killed very often. Yep. Also, you don't this have to lay an egg every day. Turn. Remember, I'm a vegetarian. If we All can right. move on, that would be great. Sure. I love All right. Anyway, there's... moving on. There's not a whole lot of news, but there's just a couple of little things we have to mention real quick. Uh, Newcastle All Blacks won the Curry Knockout, 1918 they did. in they the grand did. finals. Scott Riggs kicking a last-minute field goal. Great picture of Will Smith and his grandfather. Yep. Yes, Slick Willie. Um, I must throat. I must admit the Laparoos Panthers, who who as you said, Newcastle All Blacks defeated 1918 in the final of the Curry Knockout. Yep, went full 14 nil dickhead Dead on head. this one. I, up 18 nil with very few minutes to play. They were yep. up 18 nil at halftime. Just Absolutely shat the bed, and it was a Newcastle double. The Gowies won the Gowies won the uh, so the, uh, the women's game um, uh, over the uh, Wellington Wedgetail Eagles. Great name. And yes. now the unfortunate news: after the Curry knockout, someone decided. Oh, to, look to oh, drive drunk. Look, I I am constantly impressed by the NRL pl- NRL players' abilities to do dumb shit, and uh, and uh, Greg Inglis. Captain of the dumb shit thirteen of my 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 not year. just NRL players that do dumb stuff. It's there are several people. Look, that this do is, dumb stuff. Look, yeah. this is obviously on a personal level. It's extremely disappointing. No one can justify drink driving. He deserved to be stripped of the captaincy of Australia, which he just got like three days ago. And I mean, not just he that, deserved but like, to be stood down for the games and also lost his license. Yes, I mean that is the biggest inconvenience here. But like, how do you drive drunk for at a dry hours, event? Well. Like the, the I mean, he obviously got moment. on it the night before. Like, it is what like, it is. You know, Dubbo's a but he drove like account. he drove like he blew zero point zero eight after he'd been driving at for Lithgow, three hours. If I, so what would, what, what would he have blown at the start? What oh, jeez? I mean, p- possibly more. I think definitely more. Yeah, no? I mean, I'm That's not. That's how I'm blood not alcohol works. I'm definitely not. Um, NRL physio, get in touch. Yeah, obviously, extremely, extremely disappointing. And there's not much more we can say about it because there's not much to say. Uh, drink driving is really bad. Would you really say that he let his country down? I mean, it's, say he let himself it's a little down bit hyperbolic, but yeah, probably. Like, it's just a really, it's just a really shitty thing to do. Yeah. There's not much else we can say. And I, and I mean, yeah, as you say, like we we talk about the, the a lot of the good work that that indigenous players do, and like he's a he's a leader in his community, and to do something like this specifically after a like one of the biggest gatherings of indigenous people, of which he was a centerpiece. It just, it smacks of stupidity. And as I said, I'm not going to excuse his behavior. He did something stupid. But like, mate, for all the times and places, this is not the time to do it. But as you said, but you know, there's not much more we can say. Um, yep. Hope he has a great time getting buses around. Yeah. Oh, are, you, are you saying he's on the bus? What a scoop this could be. As I, said, as I said, yep. not a conspiracy guy. Yep. Can I'm waiting flip, for those stories on Fox Sports flip, tomorrow. I mean, what what's happening? West Tigers do need a centre. That's true. And, yeah. I mean, does he know... Do buses work in the rain? That's the real question. Uh, I hope so, because otherwise that would be very inconvenient. It would. 
You're, you're a bus man. Uh, very rarely, but yeah, I think they do work. I'm a bus girl. Great. There you go. Do they work in the rain? Yes, they do. Some do you great, go to work in the some rain? Some great bus chat. No, I do not. I think people did need to know that buses work in the rain. And not well, I mean, there could be joke. some people out there Thank who you don't for have clarifying. buses in their, their community. That's true. Their area. Moving right along. Moving along. <laughs> Are you serious? Yeah. We're going to have me of questions. Question time. I've never read the questions before. I know. I was going to mention that... Uh, I'm very excited. It's a, you know, it's a, sh- it's a short Wait recap. Wait you but... read them. You won't be excited anymore. Oh, look. Anyway... At Mario Siegs, is prioritising the reserve grade grand final above the women's game indicative of the NRL only paying lip service to the women's game? Personally, I was more interested in it than the Reggie's game where only one team really cared. It is not lip service. So look, I think people need to understand that rugby league remains a political game and New South Wales Rugby League and Queensland Rugby League still have a big interest in the game and a big say in how it is run. Take from that what you will. But the NRL is certainly not paying lip service to the women's game. Yeah. I, I mean, my, my response would be to that is that the, the, the you know, the reserve grade Super Bowl is, it's a, no disrespect to either of these teams, but in all honesty, it's, it's you know, a bit of hit and giggle. It's, it's tiddlywinks, really. And I'm not necessarily saying that the NRLW isn't, but the product that they the NRL specifically want to sell on that day, to my knowledge, is young up-and-coming players who can play in the NRL later down the track, as opposed to players who have played three games and are having their grand final on, on grand final day. It's it's not necessarily that I think that that's a lesser competition, but I completely understand from the NRL's point of view why they have it or on first. Queens, Queensland and New South Wales rugby league. Yeah, and, like, and, and, and there is always that state of origin element of, like, they can be like, oh, you know, these are the up-and-coming players... That you could see in Origin later, Queensland, as you say, Queensland and New South Wales Rugby League have massive vested interest in the game. Like they still, obviously, they still own the Maroons and the Blues, who are the two biggest, or well, maybe not the two biggest, but two of the biggest selling brands. No, I think in Australia, they are. the Maroons League. are certainly the biggest. I mean, they're, they're the, by far. Like you again, I didn't, I don't, rea- you don't realize it until you go to Queensland during like the footy season. Just there's just people wearing Maroons gear every day. Like, like and, and as I said, not not to not to conflate this with other sports, but like they would be the two biggest teams of. Probably of any code anywhere If they in the were country. club teams, yes. I yeah, think that's probably 100%. Fair. All right, next question comes from Ando4285. Question for Matt. That's me. As someone who has had something they love snatched away from them with no warning, who's hurting more, GI about his kangaroo spot or me over my hairline? Well, I mean, it doesn't... Like, does he know what he looks like? Like, I just, <laughs> I just can't fathom this. I mean, like, and also, GI's is of his own doing. Yeah. Also, my hair's great. Mary was complimenting to him before before you got here. Look, I'm glad that you two had that chat. I'm not yeah. sure that it actually happened, but I'm glad that you think that it did. I is. just think that, like, sometimes certain people who send questions into the show... You lack, mean certain people like Ando? <laughs> yes, I do. <laughs> I don't want to mince my words. Lack self-awareness... Specifically, Gando. ...of their own lot in life. Uh, and that maybe they should worry about themselves before they worry about someone who's much better looking than don't them. Don't be hate to be a motivator, exactly. is what you're trying to say. Uh, the Cumberland Throw at Eels... TCT oh with the 2019 champion Roosters now setting their sights on Tapau. At what point will league fans simply crack open each other's heads and feast on the goo inside? Look, I was there months ago, to be honest. More and and as you said, Eels podcast cracking open skulls. Draw the dots, kids. Uh, Ando again, an actual question. Well, it's not really. Well, the other one was as well. He's just being smug. Now that Latrell has won an Origin Series and a Grand Final and got a Kangaroos jersey, what motivation does he have to improve? 
That is uh, fair. That's actually a legitimate question. Averaging more than three carries a game. Would yeah, be that's true. But he played really well in this game, and he played really well in Origin. So and maybe he's just, just one of those players that lifts the, when it's a big game. Yeah, and I, honestly, I mean, that is, that's, that's fine. The, yeah. If you play in a good team and you're going to win 15 games anyway, who gives a shit? Yeah. Pat Lawrence, 26. Uh, was holding out until the last part of the season before inviting Ladies Who League to be a guest, a way of saving your best till last. Absolutely. Oh, look at that. Pander- Are you paying Hire this people? man? Are you Pan- this man? Pandering Pat Lawrence over uh, here. Hi, Pat. Brett O'Shank, who I met on Saturday night. Lovely nice, man. Nice guy. Great, Great guy. You, Did Brett. you know who he was? No, Mary introduced us at oh, the good. women's cricket. He hates Mitch. Good, good guy. How was the women's cricket? It was a great game, actually. Good. Really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed it. North um, Sydney Oval. Great, great place. place. We're watching that on mute right now. The JLT Cup between South Australia and Queensland, for some reason, at North Sydney Oval. If JLT would like to get in touch to sponsor this podcast, please do. I don't even know what you do, JLT, but send some money our way. Anyway, his question. The NRLW was a great success, but would it get more oxygen in a quieter part of the season? Good question. <sighs> no. Look, I'm going to say no as well. Mm. My 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 no is purely because there is no quieter part of the season. When, ex- I agree. when do you expect it to be played? This is like, the thing. There's or- fewer games in the finals. Yeah, and also like when's the other period going to be? Origin. Yeah. Additionally, Brad, if we have a think about when the announcement was made about the inaugural competition, it was last December. Really, playing it during the finals was one of the only options because of how little time teams had to prepare and get together. And also, like these these women play. State comps, like you, they had as you say, they had to organise uh, a whole tournament that was going to be played after the Sydney comp and after the Brisbane comp, for which these players had already been preparing. Like, I know that pulling them out to play for Brisbane or New Zealand or the two Sydney teams would have made sense, but again, Queensland and New South Wales Rugby League had already had their their things in place. They would have said, "Please don't go and do that. I want to finish the comp and then they'll go and play these games." And that's the other consideration we have to have as well is that. The women are playing much more footy this year and the competition did need to fit in with Origin, with the Harvey Norman Women's Premiership. And I think, you know, as the competition progresses and as hopefully the women become more professional, we'll see it change. But at the moment, I think that was the only way it could sort of... I mean, it reminds me of the kind of of job that the, the FFA have to do with the FFA Cup. They have to have the State League teams and the A League teams both playing... You know, not at a similar level, but it has to fit into both of their seasons. And if you have it in summer, for example, the A League teams are just going to crush the State League teams. Correct. But if you have it in winter, all of the A League teams are either away on international duty, potentially at like a World Cup, for example, or they're just completely out of season and on holidays. So, I mean, obviously they would probably still win, but like, as I said, you've got to kind of fit it into the, the season as it fits. I think what we're seeing from a lot of these questions is just a general excitement and wanting to see more of the women's just, game, like, which is yeah. so, so good. And people are never going to say no to more footy. We just have to remember where the competition is yes. and that so many of these women are still juggling full-time work. There's a woman that plays... Or, or does not, or do not have jobs. Yeah, exactly. There yeah. are women that have changed countries to play in this competition, moved states, left their families. Yeah. We have to keep that in mind when asking more of them. And, I, I mean, the point about moving countries is they, the, uh, the Warriors women spoke about the fact that they travel back to New Zealand after the game, right. train, and then and come work. back to Sydney and, and work. work. Yeah. So, as you said, I mean, they've got a juggling, a juggling job to do, but... Anyway, moving along. At uh, Frankie underscore in 1987, why is Napa wearing his full kit the next day the best moment in NRL 2018? It just is. It just, yeah. Apart from maybe Victor Radley, beers, beers, and more beers. I mean, and not not the only uh, footballer to continue wearing their kit the next day. One of the West Coast players was spotted at their fan day, still in his boots and shorts. 
Fantastic. And that was in Perth. So good areas. I'm a big fan. Ryan's Rovers. How can we trust the news about Mitch Doyle being out? Are you pulling a cronk on us? And Mary replied, am I Sean O'Sullivan? Am I? You're not, because you're here. I'm here. The, I mean, you, we could shave the front of your head and you would be Lindsay Collins. Moving right along. Friday uh, uh, Night FB. Funny coincidence that Mitch goes missing the week Latrell Mitchell has a blinder on the big stage. So Mitch did what Latrell Mitchell does uh, against Bad Tech. Are you saying that there's a Mitchell link here? I am. That's uh, exactly what I'm saying. Good, good. Latrell Mitchell Doyle. Huh. He's going right. to love that. The Great Man, Michael Darren 79 has a couple of questions. Are final team announcements now before kick off too close to kick off? No, I think it's fine. No, I like it. I like it. Yep. I like it. And I mean, it's not necessarily mind games, but it also allows like the players warm up. They they still have an 18th man, if I, if I remember correctly. But like the players can warm up. If two people go down in the warm up, it still allows them time. Yep. You know, somebody could get fine. sick before kickoff. There's always um, second question: If Cam Smith doesn't play on with the Storm next year, which teams will be in the market for him? Well, everyone would try to sign him, but I don't see. Though he's not leaving. Ah, uh, Hull KR. Yeah, he's not leaving. And is there anything better than a forward like Greg Eastwood kicking a conversion to five? No, there's not. There's it was no, pretty good. No. It was awesome. And what a kick! He nailed it. Absolutely buried it. Um, RCB Sharks, are we owed anything in terms of injury information or are sections of the media crying over spilt milk as usual? May I answer this one? No, uh, I will. <laughs> this was <laughs> so, so bizarre. I, I mean, I can understand it from boy, from, from boy, from both points of view here because there was talk after the game about the whole it influences betting markets thing. Who gives a shit? But, that I don't care about. Yeah, me neither. I don't at care all, about this yeah. at all. Um, I actually wrote, I mean, you know, I wrote a story during the where I interviewed a shoulder surgeon and two physios about rotator cuffs. Did I got you, fooled. Did you interview NRL physio? I did, yes. Oh, well, I, um, I got hoodwinked. You know, whatever. Everybody in the media got hoodwinked. It's nothing to be ashamed about. I understand why the Roosters kept their cards close to their chest. I have no obligation to tell anyone anything that might hurt their chances of winning a football game. Yeah, because at the end of the day, the most important thing to them is to win football games. Yeah. It's not to influence betting market. It's not to help people get a yarn. It's to win football games. And this isn't, no this isn't just like round 13 no, away exactly. against the Tigers in fucking yep. Lismore. Yep. Like uh, it's, it's the biggest game of the year. Yep. I, within the rules, I do not care. Uh, the, the thing that I thoroughly enjoyed, just going on about this, the thing that I thoroughly enjoyed was Trent Robertson after the game being like, you are all suckers, we played you all, everybody in the club except you knew. I was fine with it. Nya, nya, nya. I loved it. Nya, I loved nya, it too. Nya, nya. And yeah, I, like, I was one of the people getting nya, nya at that, and I still loved it. All right. Um, Bredeshank again. Question for Mary. Would Mary eat meat every day of the 2019 season if it guaranteed the Eels won the premiership? When are the Eels winning a premiership? When that, I'm alive? Let's say that year. That year. Absolutely. Really? Wow. into my veins right oh. now. That would be Frankie, not healthy. Frankie's back again. Dumbest post-grand final take you've seen. Give there are one. a couple. Go. I reckon Give the Kronk... One. Sorry, not the Kronk. The Cam Munster shouldn't have been sent off. Did anyone say that? Yeah, I think I saw on Twitter Jeez. that it was harsh, right? Well, mine is, the, mine is the crying about Billy Slater being booed. Get out of here. Dale? Uh, mine is the Kronk crying about injury as well. Yeah, look... Just if you if you if you say dumb things, we'll find you. Yep. Um, Not right now specifically. Yep. Uh, Corey Goats, were you shocked that in Cam Smith's record-breaking game, the Storm didn't show up? Love that joke. It'll never get old. I love it. Uh, I'm what seven. Why has this podcast been better without Doyle? Um, I don't know that it it has No, been. actually, I oh, know. I do have an actual practical answer for this. I didn't have to go to someone else's house, so for uh, me, it has been better. Uh, oh, yeah. Six or one half. And it's closer. Other. This is closer to you as well. It's way easier if you get her from here. Uh, yeah, you're te- straight down the M5. Te- technically, not as good. 
Sure. And his second question was how to camera monster avoid suspension, mate. I don't know. Oh, like that that is the thing that I don't understand. Like you can't kick a guy in the head. And not even get a week. And Bizarre. Like I know that he you know, he hasn't been in the league long enough and he hasn't done any dumb shit up until now to get suspended and to have carryover points. But Man, don't kick people in the head. I agree with that. And his final question, what was a more complete first half in a grand final? Knights in 01 or Roosters in 18? Well, I think in the Boom Rookies chat on the night, it was we were discussing, we, you, we, us and Harry Ramage were discussing this and we agreed that this storm last year and Knights 01 were the three best first and half. Dra- Dragons and Dragons 99. And Dragons 99, an honorable mention, we, for we being can't. amazing in the first half and then not winning the game. Yes, let's never discuss They're that They're up again. there. Uh, Brendo, 1891. Lots of people comparing Latrell stepping through Slater after his try to Munster's kick. Am I one-eyed or are they chalk and cheese? No, mate, you are not one-eyed. They are chalk and cheese. Uh, I'm all for it. Well, that that rates up there with my in my walking through people Hall of Fame up there with torn shirt Joey Leilua earlier this season. Um, Pat Lawrence is back with a great question for me. If momentum doesn't exist in sport, how do you explain bobsledding? You tell us. <laughs> Bang. That's a great question. Jeez, got you there. I got some news. That's that's all the questions. Oh, yeah. short podcast this week. That makes sense. We only had one game to preview, and that was women's game. Uh, quick, quick, quick round table. Quick round yeah. Favorite moment of the season. Mary, as a Parramatta Eels fan, I when can it see ended, where this going already. Yep. When, when it ended, <laughs> I'm surprised by this. Can I say state of origin? The women's game. That was such a special evening. Nice. Not just because of the quality of the game, but because of the seven and a half thousand people that were there. I'm surprised you didn't go with uh, Mitch Moses dunking on Matt Dufty. Don't know what you're talking about. I don't remember that. That's moment. a great way to live. Bungard, your your moment of the year. Damien Cook's try against the Storm. I thought we were going to win the comp. How wrong I was. Well, Isn't that right? I mean, you were pretty close. Uh, my moment of the season: Tarek Sims taunting people by looking at the scoreboard. Uh, also, Tarek Sims running through his brother. Oh, when Tarek Sims roared after scoring that try, how did, it was what, just so epic. What? What I? What I? I mean, looking back at that, how did like nobody got the moment where he was just like kind of not bare chested, but pretty close to like roaring into the stands at how that was not on the back page of every paper like that shot. Like obviously nobody got the shot, but that that I, I, the mind boggles. But anyway. Yeah. Uh, Anything else we want to discuss? No, look, sincere thank you to everybody who listened this year. Obviously, we've been doing this for a couple of years now. It's a lot of fun. Apologies about the sound quality tonight. I don't know how good it's going to sound. But um, if you did get to the end of this, A, thank you for tonight. And B, thank you for your enduring support throughout what is now, what, the fourth season of this year? It'll be end of the the fourth year. Yeah, crazy. Can I just say, I listen to this podcast every week. You guys really... I'm sorry. I apologize. No, you really do do outstanding work. I love listening to it. You're all very talented. You make me laugh. Mm-hmm. You make me cry occasionally, but you make me laugh, and you've got really insight. Hopefully, it's, hopefully it's good, happy crying. Uh, yeah, I, I guess so. But, sure. Um, it's people like you that bring a lot to our game, and we know that you guys do this in your spare time. So from the fans, it is so much appreciated. There you go. Keep doing what you're doing. A good note to end on, and the check's in the mail, Mary. Um, you, The two of you, thank you very much, and obviously this is a... End of our fourth season. We'll hopefully be back next year. If Mitch was here, I'm sure he would make some sort of disgruntled noise at all this. Go. <clears throat> anyway, we'll uh, we'll edit Mitch uh, Mitch's disgruntlement in in post. But uh, right. yeah, Love can I all. come back next year? Yeah. Uh, if you're lucky. Anyway, from me and the rest of us, thank you for your support, and Bye. we'll we'll see you next year.
kick it? Can I 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 kick it? Well, I'm gone. Can I kick it? To all the people who can quest like a tribe does. Before this, did you really know what live was? Comprehend to the track force. Why? Cause getting mentions on the tip of the vibe buzz. Rock and roll to the beat of the funk fuzz. Wipe your feet really good on the rhythm rug. If you feel the urge to freak, do the jitterbug. Come and spread your arms if you really need a hug. Afrocentric living is a big shrug. A life filled with... That's what I love. A lower plateau is what we're above. If you diss us, we won't even think of. We'll nip the dog and give a big shove. This rhythm really fits like a snug glove. Like a box of positives, it's a plus love. As the trial flies high like a dove. Like a breath of fresh air. 